Welcome to the Speed Edition. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, rapid fire question time? <laughs> and go. Ask me anything. Ooh, a little AMA? Yeah. Why did the walrus go to the Tupperware party? Ooh. Um, because obese people aren't in quarantine? I, I don't... <laughs> all right, that's all for today, folks. <laughs> all right, that was the quickest episode ever. Fucking good to go. What's the answer to that? I have no idea. Oh, oh I thought it was, it was actually a joke. No, it is. Apparently, oh. I just don't. Oh, to get a tight seal. That was it. It's um, <laughs> <laughs> pretty good. It's a pretty good joke, actually. Yeah. Um, we could start with a question from a from a fan of the podcast. Oh, a fan. When you say that, I'm I'm questioning how you mean that. <laughs> yeah. um, this is. Uh, I don't know if he wants to use my, his name. Um, uh, he needs our help. The UK is in lockdown and has been pretty much for a year. We're going to talk about that. That's a good one. I've maintained my fitness, but my brother's become 100% sedentary. Still skinny, but eats, works, and games all in the same seat at the dining room table. And my dad's pretty much the same, but he's nearly 60. I'm enforcing some form of fitness as of tomorrow morning for their own sakes, just to run. But as they're both weak, especially my dad's shoulders, where would you say a good place to start with them would be? If you get... Uh, to read this, thanks for taking the time, and sorry for the essay and shit grammar. Um, Walking. But I was going to say that, but they're locked down. They're not allowed to go outside. Oh, no shit. Yeah. I don't know what their lockdown actually consists of. They can't even go outside for like an hour? No, I don't think so. I, I mean, I'm assuming that, yeah, no. I don't think people, I think there's like strict, I guess it depends on where you're, you're at. I mean, even the strictest ones that I sort of heard about in Europe, you could go for an hour or something or like within a kilometer of your home or something. It, Cause didn't he say run? Um, I thought I heard run, which I feel like would be a bad idea. Yeah. That, right running, out of the gate. Oh, just to run on their own six. Just, oh, just run. So they can't go outside. Yeah. I would say don't run, walk. Yeah. Yeah. Walk and then start with the heavy hands. <laughs> I mean, you know. Carrying dumbbells yeah. when you walk. Yeah. Yeah, why not? Yeah. yeah well, if they have dumbbells. Uh, or something. Yeah. I mean, they have something that weighs. Some, some, something that to, you know, increase the stress. A yeah, even a backpack bit. is like a ruck kind of thing. Not yeah. heavy, but just to add yeah, a stimulus. Yeah. So I, okay. So I assume they can go outside for an hour. I would walk briskly for an hour. Mm-hmm. I, I think, like, I don't honestly the, think there's anything else besides that right nah, now. No, I wouldn't. I Especially wouldn't when they're like so. completely sedentary. Like, yeah. you can't go like, all right, you guys haven't done anything for nine months. Now we're going to go run a 5K. I mean, my first device um, it, with dealing with a sedentary brother would be to just not talk to them ever again. Well, <laughs> that, that you do lead by example. <laughs> <laughs> I did, but don't worry. I don't talk to mine anymore either. <laughs> well, we, we could do I a seance. I never seance. talked to mine. We could do a seance and talked. talk. You get a Ouija board and see if he wants to communicate. Yeah. <laughs> It's kind of interesting. I, I mean, a lot of the fitness problems that people think, uh, you know, they're not complex. You, you add walking to most things and you'll be like 100% ahead of most people, I think. I, I totally agree with that. Because most people don't actually do that much. No. They mm. sit at a desk. They go to the gym for an hour. They sit at their desk. They sit in their car. Yeah. They come home and sit on the couch. Yeah. They sit at their kitchen table. I'm not saying I haven't fallen into that as well, sure, but yeah. it is a very... I mean, that's a lot of sitting. It's so much fucking sitting. <laughs> and that's when I get hurt. The yeah. more I sit, the more I get hurt. Yeah. yeah. Um, I think, you know, walking is fairly hard too. Like if you're doing it for actually long periods of time or you just don't sit down and you walk and then stand throughout the day, you're going to be fucking wrecked. Yeah. Um, so, I used to knock like the 10K a day thing until I saw Aaron start doing it. And yeah. then you're like, oh shit, you really like... The number's not... To show the number, yeah, it's yeah. because you need to put in like time on your feet, yeah, to hit the like you actually have to try, yeah. You can't accidentally do 10k in a day for a normal, I think, American no. or apparently UK lifestyle. It's well, a, maybe the UK when the tube comes into play and sure. all that stuff, and you're trying to run around London. But I don't have any context for that. Uh, it, it's uh, I mean, in London, we're we're getting about that ends up being about six miles. Um, yeah, you almost don't have a choice, right? Because you yeah, don't have no, a car. Like, you have to do that. I mean, you can jump in taxis or whatever, but 
Man, it gets expensive quick. <laughs> sure. Fuck yeah. Uh, and we didn't have to pay for it, and that's why we could do it. But I, honestly, I'd rather walk most of the time. Even if it was like a mile from the tube to the, the gym or whatever, that's a good walk. It was a good time to like yeah. warm up because I was always late anyway. Right. So like I'll just use the mile to like kind of briskly walk and yeah. wake up. And I usually had like a 30-pound pack with computer and camera equipment and extra clothes and shoes and lifting belt and shit. Yeah. So. It was like weighted brisk running. I don't think I've ever been in that good a shape before, honestly. That beginning of COVID when George and I just hiked all the time. Yeah. I mean, we were doing 15 to 18 miles with some elevation gain, so it wasn't just like walking no, down the street. Hiking, but <laughs> I lost 12 pounds in a month. No month shit. Yeah. I mean, carnivore plus that. So, mm. you know, there was diet restrictions in place too, but I was fucking shocked. Like, I felt amazing. If you were like, hey, let's go do a hard workout, I'd be like, yeah, I don't think I can do that right now, but. Is like an overall yeah. well-being, like productive member of society. Like I thought good. I think you'd be shocked at how hard you can go when you have like a massive, very low yeah. base. Mm -hmm. And that's, I mean, I think we first accidentally saw it with you in Chicago, didn't we? Where you're like, fuck, I'm not even, you're almost about to fall off your bike. You're, you're going so, so slow. slow. Yeah. But then for enough hours. of that. Yeah. <laughs> enough of that hours. for hours. I mean, you know, if we were going to go this fast only then we have to be out here for a bit <laughs> was there a reason for that or like wind or i was riding with a ah. a, a, a gentleman a gotcha. friend who was uh going slower than going sl liked. going slower yeah. <laughs> yeah but also that turned out really well yeah you know for him ultimately but um because it works yeah i mean it's yeah they'll they'll <laughs> What was that comment about the, oh, my God, they're talking to Maffetone, you know, the king, oh the king of going super slow all day long? Uh, that was on a CrossFit uh, forum, forum talking something. about um, endurance. And somebody's like, oh, Maffetone method, look into this. And they're like, Phew, like yeah. I like Hinshaw. And I was just like, saying, was, did Hinshaw hop in and be like, no, no, you got to do 30 second <laughs> intervals at hard, medium, and easy. Yeah. Whatever the fuck that means. Because it's a structure. And that, that's what, like, we love to complicate really simple shit with structure so it looks like we thought about it. But and really and we love to think that we're getting full value while we pay less. <laughs> so if I can get a bunch of intervals at hard, medium, and easy, whatever yeah. the fuck that means, then I can say i'm doing endurance training even if i only do 10 minutes of those intervals right because that's that's endurance you endured like, it i endured it yeah. yeah or i endured the fucking email that got sent to me with my dear jeff so, here's your workout oh <laughs> jason, <laughs> jeff jason laden put up a post the other day and the first thing said like what does endure mean to you what does endurance mean so I just wrote to see things, or I put endure dash to see things through endurance dash in old, old wooden ship. <laughs> nice. I don't know if anybody got it, but <laughs> yeah, if they're not into endurance, probably not. Sure. Like, <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> Shackleton, that was part of Star Trek, wasn't it? <laughs> <laughs> Did he know Captain Kirk? Was, no, that was the SS Botany Bay, wasn't it? The, the one that, you know, I can't remember the name of the character. Khan. Oh, yeah. Oh. Fuck. Was it? Yeah. ESS Botany Bay. Yeah, because they put all the criminals on it, right? That and that was the be... name of the one of the names of the boats or the, the the place that they landed in Australia when all the criminals finally got off the boat. Yeah. Oh, oh, oh we got a we have a whole continent over here. And then they saw what was on that continent. <laughs> this, this sucks. It's like, man, we shouldn't have burned those ships. Fuck. Right? <laughs> Whoops. I, that whole like burn the ships thing is cool <laughs> until you, you were like, <laughs> shit. There are more poisonous species yeah. on this oh, continent. Man. We can't go in the water because of the sharks, and we can't go onto the land because of the poisonous creatures. <laughs> that was really wild. Who? Uh, ben uh, Ben uh, Gumpert sent me um, a thread. It was like a Reddit thread, speaking of like burning stuff. Mm. And it had to do uh, with a guy who survived um, COVID. No, in no. Serbia or Croatia during happen. that the you know Serb Croat conflict. And their town of 70,000, he wouldn't say what town it was, got surrounded. And they lived with no police, no government, no water, no electricity for two years. And so it was on like a prepper forum where he's like, people just asking him, okay, so what's the most important thing? Like what? And he's like, you know, he went down the list and he was describing, uh, you know, 
man, you really think furniture is important until you're cold. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so, uh, uh, Bosnians, hmm. um, <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. um, that guy, I'm pretty sure I know who you're talking about. Okay. He's got like a whole website and a course. Oh, I don't um, That's available. There is a guy, and I can't remember, um, D and I uh, kind of explored around on it a little bit. Um, pre- like a, a pretty interesting um, thing, and that is exactly one of the lessons in like, yeah. early in his in the blog. And I mean, you can buy the curriculum. Yeah. There's, you know, then there's... I must be more right? organized. Now, this is like the original, like okay. super broken English. Like he's like, hey, I just want to help and put my two cents in. And people are just... Asking him random questions like, okay. what about weapons? What did you eat? What did you do? And you go, he thinks one of the most important things uh, when governments fail is like people are going to band together in gangs. Uh, everything's up for grabs. Like nothing is sacred anymore. There's mm-hmm. like, yeah, the, the, the whole decency thing kind of goes out. He's like, the most important thing is that you live in a house with a lot of people. He's like, the more, the better. The bigger your family is, the better you're going to be because numbers are really hard to deal with. He's like, everybody has old Kalichnikovs, so we all had the same weapons, right. but ammo is really scarce. So like, you don't want to use it, but you do when it matters. And when somebody comes into your house, it matters. And you just do what is necessary. And so like that was... The thing, and then he said, the next thing is like, be really valuable, learn skills, because that's how you're going to eat. He's like, he just happened to be a nurse practitioner. Mm-hmm. And so he had this medical background. So he would trade food for stitching people up and, you know, giving out antibiotics and stuff that he had like taken um, and stored himself. He said, the most useful thing besides a gun was duct tape and plastic bags and tons of them like just unbelievable amounts of duct tape and plastic bags why does that not fucking surprise <laughs> me at, at all <laughs> it's super crazy and then uh learning wow. when to travel he had really good advice about you know you don't when you travel you travel actually in low low numbers and you dress like wherever you're going it's like really fucking cool advice and a really cool interesting article not that and and also like now he's obviously differently prepared Um, But talking about, you know, we rely on these structures and it sucks. I think there's a really dangerous premise to like expecting the world to end. Right. And I think that has been for a long time. Like you can go back to uh, Martin Luther and that whole thing that happened at Munster. And you can go back to pretty much, I don't know, the end of the world has been going on since, you know, forever since it started yeah it really has like a rapture these are like these themes have have been you know up and down and mostly up since i think recorded history like since the firmament was like how the world was made there's been like this is how the world's going to end kind of deal um biblically old testament wise all that stuff too but in almost every culture there was like a you know there was a hinduist uh end of the world and rapturous scenario and I, I, I can't understand why that feels exciting to people these days. Like a lot of people, I think they secretly wish there was like an apocalypse or the end of the world. And um, they've obviously never seen the 100. Oh, right. Right. It's, it's fucking terrible. Whatever yeah. you're talking about, it's terrible because it's not like it's like, boom, Jesus comes down. He's like, blessed be. You're a fucking saint. You're, Safe. Yeah. Dead. You voted Republican. You're coming with yeah, me. I, like, what? <laughs> you live in the South. Let's be liberated. <laughs> You're right. Trump was trying to stop the pedophiles. <laughs> there, there's, there's like that thought, but it's not. It's like a slow creeping death till a species extinction, and then that yeah. sucks. But I think the more dangerous thing that goes with it, and this is the thing that really bothers me, is people that go, "Man, it's the end of times." It's you know, but you know, do they always say it in that voice? Kind of. <laughs> they, uh, um, you know, the end of days, all this shit. And, and now I'm listening about the narco 80 uh, bank robbery. So right. there's like, it's basically responsible for the fucking militarization of police. Oh. It's like this group. Oh, uh, oh, oh, I know what you're talking about. Yeah, this group kind of got together a bunch of fucking long hairs. Yep. And they got super into charismatic Christian. And then they, you know, because they're preaching the rapture and the end of the world, you got to be ready. It's going to happen any day. So they started fucking storing guns and growing weed to like get enough money to build this infrastructure on this land that they bought so they could like hide underground. I don't think they understand how nuclear bombs actually work. And so (laughs) um, it's kind of, it's kind of funny, but then they, they like, 
something happens and they run out, they're going to run out of money. And so they decide to rob a bank and have all these fucking M16s and like high, like really a ton of firepower. So they make this plot to rob a bank and it fucking fails miserably. And it's like in a podunk shitty town and they're just fucking shooting up the place, murdering everything. And all of them basically get shot or I think they capture one of them before he dies. But he's got like a bullet lodged in his back. And so they they have him recorded while he's like dying. They're trying to get him to a helicopter. So they're dragging him. He's like screaming in agony and also revealing basically his whole plan. <laughs> This it's, is what we were going to do. And it was after that the cops were like, well, I guess revolvers don't work anymore. Uh, we need, like, military supplies. Yeah, they have M16s. Right. We need M16s. We need RPGs is, oh, like, the sure. argument. Yeah, over, overcorrection. You're right. Right. You're right. And so um, I'm listening to this thing, and you really, like, the, the, the danger in that thought is not that it leads to, like, man, if the – like – if there is like a hard time or a government collapse, that's that's basically the end of the world for most people. Is if is if a state fails, fuck, life sucks really quickly. Not because the state is awesome, but it is certainty for you know consumerism, and so we can keep this whole system going based off the fact that we agree that it's going to keep going. It's kind of like a balancing act. And then there's this danger, I think, because I see it in Mormonism, especially when you're like, if you think no matter what you do doesn't matter because you're going to a better place or it's going to end anyway, man, you really start to treat your environment poorly. Sure. Right. Because, yeah, you don't give a shit. Yeah, it sucks. Um, well, somebody has to get left behind. <laughs> right? Like, I mean, yeah, you're going to the celestial kingdom, but your progeny, mm. you know, your three to nine yeah kids um gotta stay here and deal well i think you're saying if the world ends right? yeah 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 but what mark's saying i see what you're saying so if we used fear of hellfire and torment to get people to act morally correct in the past why don't we use this tactic to get them to act ethically correct in the present which is you're gonna live forever and you're gonna be here on this earth forever Imagine immortality on this earth dealing with all of your trash. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you'd, you'd, uh, you, you would, well, there'd be less trash. <laughs> you'd start <laughs> trying to build a fucking houseboat out of that plastic gyre immediately. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Exactly. Or that's, we can, if we could just make that an island of some kind, that's where we could put the nuclear reactors. <laughs> that seems right. safe. That seems yeah. legit. Doesn't does seem good. Where where do you think we went wrong with like environmentally protecting the planet? In ten thousand years ago. Was that a specific moment in yeah, time that I'm that's unaware of? Agricultural revolution. Okay. When it became a matter uh, I, I think it be Okay, so I don't understand when people like they're like I got my Chick Fil A bag. I finished throw it. Like I've never understood why like why that's a thought process people have. That's an unthought process. Sure. But, oh yeah, yeah, that's a good point. Um, yeah, it's true. But so tenth agricultural revolution. So when we started making more um, than the planet actually provided, allowing there to be more humans. Yeah. Right. That's when we started fucking the environment, kind of? Uh, well, <laughs> no, I think it's when we started amplifying the. Uh, there's a, a hierarchy that occurred. So, like, the shift to me looks like um, egalitarian societies. They're not like this peace-loving thing that everybody thinks. They're still warring states. They're still like, but they're... No, some are more egal than others sure but egalitarian <laughs> doesn't mean like everybody's equal it means all contribute equally actually yes. so women and men and no matter what there was chieftains to like kind of decide you know decisions that just needed to come down to one person and so there wasn't mm. there was definitely a hierarchy that is still present but there wasn't like a ruling class and a nobility class and this nobility class came essentially with the agricultural revolution because um, you know, we, we've joked about it before being a gender specific thing, but that really is the designation as women can't do hard labor in farming. So it became the man's task. And then, you know, women take care of the children that are raised solely for the agriculture. And the difference there, the big difference is that you are starting to store things for wealth 
Like your, your future now mm -hmm. has the prospect of wealth and this idea of interest became a thing in the agricultural revolution, which is originally not had anything to do with money, but had to do with livestock and trading livestock. So if I'm shipping, like if I'm trading livestock to another country because I was part of the trading class that I was born into because agriculture allowed me to shift my uh, focus away from just hunting and gathering mm -hmm. into trading, then on, on, the, on the voyage... The, the cow would hopefully be impregnated and then they would give birth to the livestock and that is the interest. So your valuables gain you interest because they're living organisms. And when stuff start, stopped being, uh, when it started to be monetized as in like, you know, an actual unit of currency. There's a token that represents a cow. Yes. This is what I didn't know and I just learned this last week and it blows my fucking mind. And I, I like... I can't find much on the idea, but it seems that most racism stems from the idea of interest. And that's because the Catholic, in, 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 in um, uh, most Christian societies, namely Catholicism, mm -hmm. uh, making money off of money was a sin. Wait, charging interest? Yes. Using money to... Yeah. yeah. That was a sin. Or usury? So they pushed, money? <laughs> they pushed that to the Jewish community because it was not a sin. So banking became primarily a race-driven thing, uh, race and cultural-driven thing. And then they got too much power because they controlled all the money. So the way to do that was to, you know, levy a war through anti-Semitism. And then, thus began like the real feature. And tell all your fellow Christians that they're miserable. Yes. You down south because <laughs> of this particular class of people is right. you know they're the ones who want to take your stuff yeah your power they're going to cause the end your... of the world <laughs> well we better do something about that yeah we should kill them all we'll, yeah or liberate them oh <laughs> I, so it's same, twice it's twice now yeah. that to me is so <laughs> fucking same, same. that's pretty fascinating to yeah. me because i didn't i didn't ever realize the structure and all kinds to come uh, to me i think it that's where all humans basically made a shift. And I'm not saying like, oh, wealth is bad. We need to go back to the, it's, it's kind of too late to that, but it's not too late to recognize that these like evolutionary processes for humans, uh, th this, um, somebody sent me, so I was joking about the, the, uh, gender thing being like the patriarch started with agriculture. Yeah. I, I was kind of joking, but kind of like, oh, there's something there. Well, it turns out there is. So somebody, somebody on Instagram sent me this article. Wait, wait, social media? What? Well, this is actually before we dropped it. Okay. <laughs> Funny enough, I've only looked at it like at night for like maybe an hour to like check mm -hmm. messages and like go through things. I feel so much fucking better. Oh, yeah. I feel like my day is a thousand times better. Yeah. Not thinking like, oh, I got to get the excuse to treat it like work is is strange. Uh, but that's beside it. We can get back into the social media thing. So this is, um, uh, this guy wrote, and he's an extreme feminist. Um, and I mean extreme. Like okay. he, he, he's talking about the, the proper thing would be to collapse society and rebuild it from the start. I don't agree with that, but he had this in here, and I think this is really good. That'd be so. tough. <laughs> it I'm, would, especially I, as an extreme feminist. <laughs> <laughs> There's so many things going in my head right now. So this is a quote from his article because he's a fast like man he's really well thought out even if I don't agree with him okay. he really he's doing a lot of really good logical thinking it just uh, we just have a different opinion about the outcome uh, here's a concise way of summarizing contemporary failures Homo technologicus is trying to solve the problems created by Homo colossus without acknowledging that the seeds of destruction were planted by Homo hierarchus. We are living with illusions that are the product not only of today's irrational technological exuberance, think of fantasies about colonizing Mars, or the past two centuries of fossil energy gluttony, think of the reality of people affluent in societies whizzing around in freeways and cars, but 10,000 years of drawing down the ecological capital of the planet beyond replacement levels. You can't disagree with that. Like, that, like it's a neutral statement, and it is profoundly true about how terrible humans are as a species so he spent yeah. you know however many thousands of years essentially becoming the dominant species and then however many thousands of years spre uh, spreading and and starting to use up our resources and now we're convincing ourselves that we can solve it because we have technology you're kind of making it sound like a virus 
<laughs> I thought we were going to solve it by going plant-based. <laughs> he kind of argues for that in this article, which is where, you know, we have, there's differences. Sure. Um, but I don't, I, I'd really love to sit down with somebody like that because he's very well thought out. So this, yeah. this sent me down actually quite the rabbit hole of, man, I listened to probably like 20 hours last week of very far left you know, theory and conversations with people who I normally wouldn't listen to. And mm-hmm. it, I think it was like, it was really good. Was it hard at first? Like, were you like cringing or were you just kind of like, all right, I'll, I'll stick it out. I'll yeah. Like, is this the right one to listen to? Or The thing that bothers me the most is how easy they throw out the word racism and like, oh, it's obviously racist. Oh, this is racist. And the, it just loses its meaning. Right. Right. It's like, it gets annoying because then I don't even think they know what they're describing. Uh, because again, it comes back to my thought around racism having to be a conscious behavior only because if it is unconscious, then viruses are racist. And I don't think that makes sense because I don't think a virus can be, it's not a, a bad thing. Right. It's not evil, right? A virus isn't consciously trying to kill things. It's trying to reproduce. It's, it's essentially trying to do what people do. And in trying to do what people do, it's destroying the, the host. And right. in doing what we're doing, we're destroying our host, the the earth. Um, anyway, so some good things came out of it. The realization, I think, came out um, uh, th- that I think is the most useful. So you're going to be okay with multiple agents, Smith? I mean, I'd like to be an agent smith no, <laughs> i was thinking the same thing i was like does that mean we're agent smith so? yeah can i can i sign up like, yeah. I, I don't know i think you get download my consciousness gone done i'll do i'll do yeah, whatever do whatever yeah yeah i'll do whatever that sounds awesome i've never had a well-fitting suit so <laughs> that is something that i honestly think everybody should do in their lifetime is be, be, be agent smith no be fitted for a suit i don't disagree with that I think there's something like uh, we'll argue back and forth and I can argue about that, how stupid fucking fashion is and absolutely how important it is for you to see yourself look successful. Yeah. Even if it's a total illusion. That's interesting. Instead Um, of sweatpants every day. Yeah. I think it's important. Um, Granted, I have a lot of custom suits. I never fucking wear them. So I don't know what good it does, but I like having them. (laughs) I would never sell any of them. It's it's on my uh, to-do list. Not anytime soon, because sure. social gatherings still don't really exist, but I would like, whenever I settle on a size that I'm going to be, then I'm going to get a suit perhaps, for a period of time. Perhaps the next um, symposium we have, I already have a name for it. Um, we suit up? We suit up. Maybe we should make it a formal affair. A black tie gathering? Yeah. Fuck, I'm going to have to start eating again to fit back into my suit. <laughs> God damn it. Lucky for me, I'll just go at whatever size I happen to be at and be yeah. like, make it work. Yeah. That was just the idea. Um, it probably won't happen. Anyway, um, the, the thing that we I We could thought, always do like the Friday before could be the black tie yeah, thing. Yeah, that's what I was thinking. Yeah, like, yeah. yeah the, the Friday night or something. I'm, I'm getting a little bit That'd more motivated cool. to do a symposium. Um, I just wasn't sure how interested people were in doing it and so i've just like let it rest but i have some ideas especially you know in naming it i think it will it'll really reveal what we're doing there i think i'm assuming you're not going to say it now but i'm very excited to hear it later i could i could drop it now. can you sign it to me no (laughs) i think it's um it's non-profit a revivalist symposium all right, I'll get the holy water. Well, we can. Devin can bring some snakes. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> All right. I so mean, because that's because all revivalists sort of, or you know, gatherings have snake dancing, right? I th- oh, yeah, I think they like try to let the snake dodging is, is, is okay. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> if you're good at it, it's dancing. If you're yeah. not, it's dodging. It's that dodging. would be actually pretty cool. I would like to turn this more into like a, a Xerxes thing where there's like, it's like half clown, half impressive, you know, circus acts. All I can think about right now is Devin dancing in front of his snakes. Yeah. Shirtless. It's fucking terrifying. Hire some girls to hang out with him with his snakes. That might happen. Um, I, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I, I, so I was thinking, you know, if we were going to have one, <clears throat> we took delivery of a, of a manual that we could use to 
help guide people through a weekend of uh, time. I don't. <laughs> That's already done, Mark. That's in the past. No, that was so yesterday, even though they or, showed up today. Yeah. Well, I was going to say that. That's so 2011. <laughs> No, it, it we did get those today about a week early, actually, right? Yeah, yeah, right. it happened, it, it went fast. Yeah, um, so oh, uh, so people know, I guess, I don't know. Endurance this... manuals are in stock. If you ordered, you'll receive one. If you haven't yet ordered, we will not send you one. <laughs> <laughs> well, I, I think this is a little more detail. We sent an oh. email yesterday <laughs> informing people they'd be in next week. Actually, they're here now, so it's a day after that email went out. Um, if, but those will go out if you just ordered uh, an endurance manual, those will go out first. Yeah. The second part of that is if you ordered, ordered an endurance manual with something that we have in stock, those will go out next. And then we are still waiting for a couple of t-shirts to come in, um, that are getting made and they might be a little bit delayed. So if you're waiting on that, you won't, you won't get it until that goes out. One of the reasons being in this, like we went kind of the trouble to combining orders and giving back, um, and, and refunding, refunding people's. Shipping. Double shipping charges. Yeah, yeah, one of the reasons is actually to save shipping packages. Yeah. So one of the like, um, they're ordered now. I don't know when they'll be here, but uh, compostable shipping bags. That yeah. Are like ten times as much as the other ones, but. But hopefully better for the earth. Something. The yeah. host. Like I, the yeah. host, and it's it's a fucking dumb empty thing. But I think because we still put the thing in plastic to protect it. Um, but maybe they can still use that to keep it protected. Um, but I figured that that's like a dumb gesture we could do to show that like, we're not, a we're not unconscious of the right. footprint that we're making, Yeah. which kind of brings me to that one point that I learned from listening to 20 hours. Um, and it kind of, I never recognized the similarity, but the, the idea, cause we joke a lot about entitlement, like, on, yes. you know, from liberalism, it's like, I want free school and free education and, and you know somebody else to fucking foot the bill yeah and that just kind of goes against our what i would call um autonomous accountability philosophy which is nice something but i never recognized the fucking entitlement that these corporations have to just fucking ripping shit out of the earth and trashing it yeah. right like i'm working for it because i put the drill in the earth and i pulled it out and you're like <laughs> Like the entitlement to what you fucking think you own everything. Like because your name is on this plot of land and you think you can do whatever you want with whatever and it doesn't affect um, the rest of us. Yeah, a bunch of, uh, I guess, our uh, right-leaning or right-affiliated politicians today kind of got together and, you know, shook their finger, wagged their finger at Biden for... You know, talking about like, hey, we're going to put a freeze on all, you know, oil and gas leasing and other natural resource leasing on public land mm-hmm. uh, at a federal level for a little bit till we figure out what we're going to do. Like, are we going to, you know, is Grand Staircase and Bears yeah. Ear is going to go Bears back Ears to Ears. the, yeah. or, you know, original size? Uh-huh. Um, well, not the Clinton Grand Staircase size, but right. what, uh, that Trump the took away, yeah. yeah, exactly. Um, and, yeah, so there's like, uh, you know, p- part of that is like, hey, if the, the feds come, feds come in and like, okay, we're going to expand. Um, I was reading the uh, a sort of an opinion or whatever by a, a guy down in southern Utah um, wh- that where that whole county had been sort of taken over with uh, it, it, when the Bears Ears was declared in its original size. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and even when it was restricted, the county still pretty affected. But basically, by, by taking that part of that land under federal control, you're taking away that county's ability to raise revenue via property taxes um, yeah. and, and other use. And so uh, apparently what happens in that case, generally, the, fe- the federal government says, OK, we're going to give you this amount of money, mm-hmm. you know, for this so that, you know, to, to, to account for the fact that you can't, you know, you as a state or in a county can't use that land for revenue anymore. Right. And so, you know, th- that guy was saying, yeah, the, the, the value that, and it's just like anything that, you know, the feds determine what sure <laughs> value the land has. And right. he said, well, it's worth a hell of a lot more than that. Mm-hmm. And, and, you know, we are, we were paid only this very small amount, which we, it was like pulling teeth to get in the first place, but that's probably about, you know, 5 million short of what it should be or so, something like that. And so I think there's, 
there'll be it'll be an interesting uh we won't see all Do of you know the, what it sounds like all it, of the navigating that will get done but it there's going to be some uh discussion it kind of sounds like i don't know if you paid you overpaid for maybe an education and you didn't quite it didn't quite pay off how you thought it would yeah <laughs> yeah <laughs> weird <laughs> how some things just aren't good investments and that's the risk of investment the <laughs> gotta love being able to take that risk at 18 when you don't even understand what yeah, it means yeah, yeah let alone when you're like or, 59 and you made 100 billion dollars last year or you you take that um you take that loan I was listening to a Weinstein podcast the other day, mm. and this and a girl who went to college at age sixteen, but but oh, si- yeah. but signed loan documents as a minor. Nice, um, but she's but still there's no yes. way because I guess in there are two different years, two different um, acts that were signed basically, and it is this one in two thousand five, which means that there's no way out of the student. Yeah, there's they're unforgivable. Or yeah, whatever you for sure, yeah. exactly. Unless yeah. you buy your education on a fucking credit card. Which is what my cousin did. Because you can't go back on the education, but you sure don't have to pay your credit you card for bills. You sure don't have to pay that. And it, as soon as you realize, like, oh, it only takes a couple years to get my credit score back, BK that motherfucker. <laughs> oh, my. Yeah. He planned that ahead of time. No, he didn't. Allegedly. <laughs> Nobody knows who he is. <laughs> just, I'm just kidding. Here's the weird thing that I like. This is a weird so, thought. So that so as a, as a form of massive form of protest. Yes. Against a couple of different. Yes. I mean, the a couple of different entities. The, the entities. Man. Yeah. A, a, a unified front on that. Like a Two, bunch of people putting yeah. their tuition. I mean, the yeah. colleges still then they get their money. Yeah. So they can. I mean, the the, the really fascinating thing that one sign was pointing out was just like how you know over like these these budgets for like like the, the tuition for a college for college is basically doubling like every nine years Something i remember like that. when Just, i was in college it went up because you're not like grandfathered into what you pay as a freshman so no. if it goes up when you're a sophomore <laughs> yeah, you're super fucked. it goes up for everyone yeah you're yeah. like well i'm like it's like you're trapped yeah you're like we got you bitch you want I can't your degree finish your thing yeah so like i think college for me went up like six or eight thousand dollars over a four-year period okay per like per semester yeah. or something like Man. that and yeah it's unreal. Yeah. And and the fact, and then what he was pointing out also, be, you know, how that's why or one of the things is that there's more administrators that need salaries. Yeah. But there and aren't more professors yeah. that, you know, they're like, okay, you're a university. You're here to like pass along some education to communicate with some young. And, and the administrators, <laughs> their job is actually to get federal subsidies and ensure like all the federal programs are like the lobbying and all that stuff goes through. <laughs> So they're they're basically like the money getters, like yeah. they're the enforcers, but they're not part of the they're not part of educating people. No. Right? They're just part of getting paid, motherfucker. Yeah. So here, how would that how would that work if like I don't know, somebody started a, a organization or maybe a movement of some sort that was decentralized that was about teaching people, you know, getting enough people at the same time to put their education onto credit cards. Yeah. And then to BK it at the same time so that it crushes a system and that system has to reboot because they can't deal with the loss. Yeah. I mean, if you got a million people to do it, it would probably work. But the the whoever's receiving the credit money mm-hmm. is going to get the they're not going to suffer. No. It's only the credit, credit card, card companies. Company. Right, but then yeah. the credit card company will stop doing what they're doing. They will have to. Yeah, because they can't serve. So I'm wondering, I mean, it's interesting theory. Uh, The other weird thought that I had on this whole, like, you have these juxtaposition of people being entitled to healthcare and uh, education that feel like that's a part of society. Uh, One of the reasons, and then you have the people at the top who are raping fucking lands and giving nothing back in in federal income tax, like Amazon or whatever. Yeah. And so you have them going like, oh, these fucking people just want free shit and look how hard we work to do this thing. I get both positions, right? Sure, yeah. But is the reason that the person up here doesn't want the education down here is because the more educated people become, the more they realize that what we have needs to be protected like education seems to follow like 
this like oh shit we can't do this like this is not good i the i can see into the future and it turns out that using plastic and 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 like non-reusable plastics is going to be a death sentence for almost every species on the planet we need to stop doing that but the guy's like yeah but i'm making a couple billion dollars off of that we'll fix it later yeah we'll figure out a fix well, someone smart will come along and they'll fix it for us. But right now, I want a gold Is fucking it, how toilet many on my airplane. People say that they're like, "Oh, someone smart will just come come along." Like, "Oh, Elon Musk will fix it," and you're like, "What? Why? Like, that's not a good fallback plan. Like, that somebody will just be born that'll fix it, or be reborn that'll fix it." Well, the whole I think that's the whole Mars initiative right there. Is like send all, the send all the plastic up there. No, I think it's like send all the rich people up there. <laughs> oh yeah. With not enough oxygen <laughs> to get there. <laughs> I have a couple questions. Uh, the first one is about education. Mm -hmm. Isn't currently, given the internet and everything else, mm -hmm. education is sort of free. Free, yeah. Mm -hmm. Just not the way we have created a structure that we believe is education. So like the education system in place is not. The credit system is not right. free. So yeah, so like, you know, you want to get your little piece of paper that yep. your name's on it so you can go to your job and be like, boom, because we've created a system yep. in which you can't just show up and be like, hey, I'm smart. I've been reading books and doing stuff my entire life. I can answer any question like, let me see your diploma. And you're like, I don't have one. And like, sorry, I'd be willing to bet that you could learn any profession actually off the Internet. I think so. Any. And I'm talking like brain sciences and in surgery I, like there is enough documentation on there it's just nobody is there to enforce that you know what you know right and they can't really do that anyway right so, well a diploma does not fucking mean you know anything no have you not watched dr death or seen dr death the podcast series i haven't i i know we talk about this yeah. all the time and i need to i mean i went to college i have a diploma sure. I know how useless it is. <laughs> I, I know exactly what I didn't do to get that. Yeah. I drank a lot of beer <laughs> and I skipped a lot of classes and I had a pretty decent GPA and yeah. I have a piece of paper with my name on it. What is it, your degree in? Business management. Drinking. My degree is in drinking. <laughs> <laughs> Networking and drinking, both of which I'm very good at. Yeah. So that that's a thing that you know I found useful in college, but the going to class part, I'm like, I pay your salary, bitch. I'm not coming to class. Yeah, right. <laughs> like, you can't give me rules when the money going into your pocket's sort of mine. That's an interesting. Um, that's actually so, an interesting point. Uh, okay, now as far as I understand, religion. <laughs> um, you got a couple of folk that are a they're a conduit to the almighty the almighty yeah right and, and, they, and they can take whatever uh from the almighty and like put it into human <laughs> language. Say we call him source <laughs> yeah do you make him a rapper <laughs> no it's like source code i'm just kidding <laughs> no this is a really i'll let no. you finish but i'll go into this okay. yeah so and so then you get you got the person who's you know got their hand in god's pocket and he can turn around and put his hand in your pocket as well but while he's doing so he's you know speaking in layman terms about mm -hmm. what God wants or suggests mm -hmm. for you to do. And, um, and, and so they've been, uh, historically it seems they've been fairly protective of this power that they have to act as an intermediary between, mm -hmm. you know, people and the almighty. I think that my sense is that colleges and universities are the same. They're like, we are the only ones who are allowed to give, you know, to provide yeah. this education. Yeah. And so we don't and, and so we don't want decentralized education available out there. We, and we want, you know, because and we have to perpetuate the system of giving you the of the diploma right. thing of you come here for X amount of time and it's not just daycare because, you know, you can drink. Um, uh, and then you go through this process and we count up some numbers and then we give you the thing. Um, and, but we need to do everything we can to preserve that right now. I can't let you just go out there and fucking learn shit on your own. I was just going to ask you because I feel like if anybody knew the answer, it would be you. But is education like modeled after religion? I, I That's the first time I've ever thought about it. But it's actually that's a pretty good guess, actually. I, I feel like, yeah, we are the gatekeepers. Well, you that's know, we hierarchies, have, right? We have yeah. all the fucking knowledge. Yeah. And you have to come to us it, to, to, get, to access that knowledge. And we're not we're actually charging you right. for the knowledge so that we in our organizations and our institutions get, you know, enriched and, and, and perpetuate. But um, 
but the, the the interesting, the more interesting thing would be like, hey, the more people who are educated, um, the more likely that smart guy's going to come along and fix some shit. Sure, sure. <laughs> like, but that that smart guy is more likely to like really go against the person that's doing the damage because the real fix is oh, to yeah. stop the damage from happening. That's yeah. the smart thing to. That's the educated thing to do. Yes. So it's almost like. There is, I don't care where you land on the political spectrum. It doesn't matter what you believe about being entitled to certain things other than we live on this earth and we should protect as much of... I mean, entitlement, entitlement is like equal opportunity for all. It's just that you're, you're, the, the, the entitlement is aimed at different things. Right. Well, I want education, I want medical care, and these people are like, I want to, you know... Yeah. It's, it's like the... Bulldoze plastic into the ocean. You, it's like a, a church or, you know, a, a religious organization, an institution. It doesn't really matter mm. what they're beholden to but the institution does not like um equality i was gonna say free thinking is that homo hierarchy yeah but (laughs) that's where the institutions come from because (laughs) decisions are hard to make in an equal society like they really are you need some form of that person uh he knows more he has a beard give him a horse (laughs) yeah 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 set him on a horse and it's so he can look down yeah because he's taller this this came from jack donovan's book actually this is fascinating i'm reading i'm doing like one that's in the office yeah it's this fucking blew my mind because i never made the distinction so a king obviously is a lineage right yeah it means a line to draw a line which is why it's called a ruler <laughs> nice. Isn't that that's a fucking phenomenal. And, and like the, the so he does some very good like etymology in that in that book. And, and a lot of the stuff he's talking about is hierarchy. Uh, and we'll have him on like yeah. when it's time to, uh, uh when when he's ready to release it because I really want to talk to him in depth, but that to me like to have hierarchy um really eliminates some problems. Uh, humans have a problem first with competition if they believe they can rise to the level of the highest person. So if I, if you think there's a peer, this is one of the problems with businesses. Um, when they get a CEO that comes from the ranks, mm-hmm. the business almost always fails. Because the people under him believe that they're equal because they used to yes, be. Yes, they're a peer. But yeah. if they have a founder, nobody can compete with that. A yeah. founder is somebody who established. It's the same thing as a divine king. It's no. It's a father figure. It's no longer somebody that you can compete with. So in one sense... A.K.A. a disappointed dad figure. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. In one sense, we need some form of hierarchy in order to not try to compete with it. In, in, in other senses, those are totally arbitrary distinctions. And, and like no uh, oh yeah there might be no reason for that person right. to hold the pos- the higher position yeah, royal necessarily blood. um yeah there, there's there, there's no it's just a line uh, we <laughs> we laugh because we look at like you know chinese emperors and we're like they were thought of as divine figures for a reason because it kept everybody in line right and 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 we don't really have that anymore so institutions are crumbling not because not because they're not doing their job is people are realizing that there is no job to be done. Uh, I think like, can you imagine paying a hundred thousand dollars a quarter for an education that you have to look at on your computer? Because that's what's happening now. That's what Harvard is requiring that you do your education online for a hundred thousand dollars per quarter per quarter. Yeah, depending Wait, on what you're what? going. Oh, yeah, the, the fucking education from Harvard. Are you out of your mind? It's so goddamn. And, and they already have like a gigantic endowment. Yeah. Don't, you know, it's, from it's, from uh, you know alumni, right? It's from sixty. Other... It's, I think the the range that I last read was Harvard is from sixty grand a quarter to a hundred thousand dollars a quarter. And a quarter would be a year, right? Because yeah, yeah, because you yeah. go for four years. So yeah, assuming you yeah, yeah. Um, oh, okay. I, yeah, not like a it, semester. A quarter of a yeah, 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 yeah. Not not like a half of a semester. Right. No, but that's still thirty <laughs> to fifty grand a semester. Dude, oh yeah. That John Mulaney stand up about him getting a a letter in the mail from his college that's like, hey, give us money <laughs> is fucking amazing. <laughs> I don't remember exactly the analogy, but he's like, "I gave you money. We did our thing together. We're done. Like we're not, we're not a thing. We're not in a relationship. Like we did it for four years. I paid for it. Get away from me." Yeah, it's pretty good. That's, I, I mean, that institutions are institutions. Not only do they 
you know, derive really insidious ways of making money off of people, but then they also ask for the handouts that was charitable. Cause. That would be like yeah. us sending a letter to everybody that's bought a shirt or a zine or a book and being like, Hey, uh, I haven't talked to you in a while. It's been a bit since you've been here. You mind slipping us a grand? Oh, you mean like the sect did? Oh, I didn't. That oh, would, I did hear that. that. I did hear that. Fucking happened. <laughs> Charitable during, donations during COVID. I think or so. Something. Yeah, I feel like. I think so. I, you know, I'm yeah. not like. This is the weird thing with charity is is like the feature of charity is that it should reflect one's desire to build up the community around. Right. Right. And, and so you really do want the worst of us to rise up to their best potential. It's it's one thing because I think we we invert that we focus on okay who's who's the most talented or right, let's put energy into that person and like skyrocket them off, but really then we're kind of hoping that they stare back and like give back to the thing that catapulted them, and that's really what every every you know well, community is trickle down economics right is a thing right but wouldn't it be more intelligent to be like okay who's the fucking bottom feeder here let's teach them not to be like that and then incrementally build it from a good foundation which is like and this is kind of where we've gone with like hey do you know how to take care of yourself like do do you do you know how to save money and stay out of debt and and you know do be responsible human being granted we don't agree with all the things you have to do but please pay your fucking taxes this is one of the like things that we like it's just a formality but if you can get yourself out of debt and and take control of your life you're a fucking very useful person yeah because if something bad happens to me dude i got cancer my brain is weird and i'm not insured so it's gonna really suck i don't know what to do you can be like hey man i can help like what do you need help with like yeah. even if it's like it's not that you would pay for it it's that you're in a better circumstance to help the people around you mm. which is much better than what i see which is like man one of my friends made it awesome hopefully he gives me a job and you're like, you're still, it's it's like bottom feeder mentality, right? Where one talent, hope, success, maybe it's off of chance, whatever it is, is dependent on that. And they build basically a, a fucking group of people to stand around them so that they know that they're special, but they're also dependent on those people. I'm thinking about some very specific scenarios, obviously, but I think that's... <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but not... Uh... It doesn't fall in line with autonomy and accountability. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> exactly. I don't know. I'm kind of depressed now. Oh, really? Oh, man. I oh, like I have another really... question oh, if, sure. if we have a lull. Yeah, we do. Okay, so we back do. to owning yeah. a home since I happen to now. Yeah. Sort of. Kind of. Um, <laughs> which I think everybody that owns a home, sort of, kind of, right? Because say we defund the police. <laughs> and then say we remove all the guns. Yeah. Do you still own your land? <laughs> well, if you do, who's going to enforce it? Exactly. Yeah. Because you really, you can't like to say like this square on this planet is now mine is the dumbest thing I've ever heard. Right? Like we just have, you yeah. don't actually own that. Anything in the world can happen and take that from you immediately. Yeah, the, I mean, that's the theory of violence is like the only way to stop violence is to have an equal threat of violence. Yeah. And that's how the state works, right? Like the state's like, everybody's civilized. Nobody is, you know, we're a civilized society where people act properly. Yeah, because if you don't pay your parking ticket, eventually a guy with a big stick shows up and they really want their fucking money. Right. So <laughs> you're like, oh, this is my house. I'm going to live in it forever. And then like four people show up and there's only you in your house. You're like, yeah, I guess it's my house now. Or, you know, in now in modern times, you don't pay your HOA fee. Guess who gets your fucking house? Like sure. they can like, you're talking about an assembly of fucking, I, I don't They're know. They're like, Karens. but we have a swimming pool. <laughs> yeah, it is. It's like a fucking ton of Karens and Chads that are like, give us money so we can paint the lines sure. in the streets. I, have you ever been? You've been to an HOA meeting. Yours might be a little bit different because mine's in Draper. <laughs> I have been. Yeah. Fuck, man. I've never. Do yours s- involve blonde bowl cuts and oh, jammies. I was gonna say like, um, like those. I don't know. What do you call those jeans that have like 
filigree on them and like buttons and Mom extra jeans? threads. <laughs> I wanted to call them Jankos. I know no, they're not that, but not. I wanted to say Jankos would be entertaining. This is sad because it's like <laughs> that was so sincere. <laughs> you know, they have like I don't know an MMA shirt from 2003, and you know guy lights. Oh, we're talking about the men. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, guy he lights. said blonde bowl cut. I wasn't thinking men. Oh, I was. <laughs> no, okay. <laughs> Man, I, I, you got Draper. I guess, yeah, I guess I just don't get down to Draper enough. <laughs> Draper is full of these people. That so are, he's got like, an affliction stuck. shirt. Yeah, huh? that's yeah. it. That's the name. I couldn't even remember the name. Oh, I was, I was like, just thinking. I thought or you were Ed about Hardy like, shirt. I was thinking the right. Randy Couture thing. Yeah, Randy that was Couture. affliction, wasn't it? Yeah, I think. Yeah, it, yeah, it was kind of the same thing. Yeah, um, it, that I remember that time period very well because yeah. when I was in basic training it was like 2009 oh, okay. was when I think all that was happening because yeah. MMA was like what seven Blown. or eight years in at that point so yeah. it was like getting popular and I remember somebody came to fucking basic training and there was like a catalog and you could buy all these like moto army shirts with like they all looked like affliction t-shirts <laughs> and kids were spending hundreds of dollars because you're making money in basic training but you can't spend it oh right so you have like four months of a salary for like an 18 year old kid that's never made money and you're like look at this affliction u.s army t-shirt and like i want all of them and then you go to your unit and you can be like oh, yeah don't wear that take yeah. that off. <laughs> Ta fucking take that off right now <laughs> jesus christ i um, and G-Star jeans, maybe? Was it? G-Star. Well, no, G-Star is an Eastern European Japanese influence. Okay. If you can afford, even today, if you can afford G-Star jeans, you're doing okay. No, but back then. <laughs> that was okay back then. It, like when it just started. I just remember it was like, I, I spent $100 on a t-shirt and 400 oh. on jeans or yes. something. Like well, G-Star Those are the two things that I just have <laughs> in my head in conjunction with each other because that know. comes that comes from street fashion yeah <clears throat> so not the like high end it was like this um street fashion is really interesting actually because it is actually influenced from like kids who are street kids yeah. who style themselves a certain way and that's where like harajuku stuff comes from that's where you know all, all this like weird eastern european kind of moto i don't even know how to describe it it looks like it looks like fashionable bike gang stuff yeah uh, you basically look like an Eastern European henchman. <laughs> That's a really cool style. Me and Jack were talking about style the other day. You mean and you're and wearing he an nailed his tracksuit. he nailed his look. He nailed oh. it. He's he is going for the James Bond villain look. Yeah. Right. Like, and I was like, like in his head when he buys yeah. clothes, that's what he thinks. Yeah. That's about? A, yeah. That's what he's like. Oh, that's my. Do you think about persona? That? Do I think about? Yeah. Not anymore. No. I used to, man, mine got carried away. There was a time when my style was described as like kind of like a homosexual Hitler youth. <laughs> All right, so this, I'm going to tell you what I'm picturing. Yeah. Okay, so jorts, a mess shirt, Hitler stash. No. <laughs> Hitler youth is different than... I'm just Hitler. So Hitler youth style had this like clean cut Eastern European like haircuts. They're very like tailored. Because uh, they wanted them, they wanted the kids of like Nazi youth to be represented. Like, look how fashionable and cool they are. Every like all the cool kids, look how good looking and narrow black tie. Yes, yeah, exactly. We're talking Sam, like Sam Brown belt. Yeah, we're we're talking like <laughs> um, like custom tailored suits that are very well fit. And then the homosexual flair would be like an off the shoulder sweater. <laughs> but underneath it would be like you know a very expensive white and black tie. And then, you know, some very, like, Luke Skywalker tight pants that cost me $450 from fucking... What, was that when you were cutting from, hair? Or? Yeah, from yeah. Forever 21. No, from <laughs> Dolce & Gabbana. <laughs> <laughs> Somebody, okay, footwear. Talk to me about footwear. Oh, foot, I, I mean, I had a Prada, a Prada car shoe that was, like, my favorite footwear. Ah, okay. Um, but there was a point that's where... Not, I, that's not very, you know, curb stomper. No, uh... <laughs> Uh, because I couldn't get away with Doc Martens with white laces. <laughs> the, the, Boom. And, and <laughs> so I just like cast that fly out into the water. That <laughs> that's a little bit too much white power. <laughs> that, uh, do you know what's funny where it came from? There was somebody posted this uh, photo, this editorial. Nobody really understood it, but I saw it immediately and knew what it was. It was like in, I think it was in Vogue or maybe it was like an obscure fashion brand, but it was a bunch of uh, black models and they all had Chelsea's 
and like Hitler youth styling to him. And it was fucking, Whoa. it was so well done. Like yeah. it was beautiful pictures. And I was like mesmerized by the ability to take a culture and fucking like flip it. And also know that very few people would understand what's going on. Yeah. I mean like thin suspenders, the whole deal. It was, it was, it was very, it was very national front, not necessarily Hitler youth. And those mm-hmm. are a little bit different because national front was very influenced by like reggae and the beatniks. So that, like, Man, it gets it super weird, but I was into creepers for a while. This is going to shock both of you, uh, but I don't know shit about fashion. I, I, it's I'm stunned. It, it's kind of, but it's like it's a very cool thing to actually like understand because it influences society greatly. Like, you know what? Some of it was like growing up. It was I bought what fit me for, for sure. Right? Yeah, yeah. For sure. I didn't have like especially like in when I went to high school, like trying to find a pair of shoes was like fucking impossible. So like to get a pair of jeans, you're just like, Oh, they don't rip when you bend over. Cool. Yeah. Put those on. I like, totally know what you're talking about. Yeah. And that, that that's like a limitation to it. Um, I lot, think it'd be different now just cause there's so many fucking resources to buy clothes. But I, at I the think time, I got into it because my mom taught me because we were poor, like, Hey, you need to get out of what I'm doing, which is working three jobs. You okay. need to like, you need to act like you're actually well off. And so she, always bought me suits. She always like spent money on nice clothes so that I would appear from a different class. And then she taught me from the get go, you need to speak well, you need to like have manners. So I had to go to etiquette school, even though like, we're not like rich at all. (laughs) We have nothing, but it was like, those were the features of, and it was kind of a fake it till you make it thing, but it was also dress like where you're going. Yes. Yeah. Like, and that way you Full can circle. fit in. And so, you know, if people, if you look like you belong, people will tend to pay you more. Well, I mean, I guess like dress where you're going. Like I dressed like an NBA player would dress because I played basketball my whole life. Sure. So it was shorts, sweatpants, hoodies, baggy pants, jeans, basketball shoes. Maybe we should try something um, and, and just see the difference to show you like, I'm serious that I think fashion is very important. I, I'm not disagreeing <laughs> with that at all. I'm just thinking how different it is. Like our upbringings. Oh, oh it's totally different, yeah. but it would be cool to see how it changes your psychology to just wear a suit for a week and like do your normal stuff. Yeah. But like, and I mean, it doesn't have to be like, oh, you don't want to be formal, but you should dress like you could be a jacket with an open collar and like something like that. Because I, mean, I had a job where I had to wear like a tie and, Nice pants, like. Every- but now do it because you're you're gonna pretend that you enjoy it. Got it. I was right. Because I fucking hate it. You did because you were forced to do it. Right. But and now you're gonna do it. Well, here's the difference. People treat you different. Right. Like when you walk into yeah. a place, they look at you different, and their gaze is different, and they take you more seriously. When you say something, they listen, and it's like it's a good lesson to have. I mean, when I was going like flying, doing the movie job stuff, and flying, you know, so mm-hmm. I got to a certain point where I made them you know, buy my ticket up front, yeah. et cetera. And everybody else up there is in a suit. Yeah. And so I'm not going to be the guy that walks in with a fucking zip up hoodie where the arms are too short, yeah. for example. <laughs> um, See, I would like go uh, out of my way I to would, do that. Like, but I, I'm not saying it's right or wrong. Yeah. I'm just like, that's how my brain works for whatever reason. And my friend, uh, Michael Gross is the same, same thing. He's just like, I never, I never travel without, a, you know, wearing a blazer, at least a blazer, Yeah. you know, if, and if huh. a bit more formally, you know, maybe not a full suit, but it's just like, yeah, it's totally different. You get treated completely differently mm-hmm. by everyone, mm-hmm. to include customs officers. Yeah, yeah, hundred percent. Yeah, um, I, I think it's, but it is really hard is to that, fly internationally twelve hours in a fucking suit. Right. It is so fucking. Oh yeah, but that's why you, you know, change, you, yeah, yeah. you, you, so you that's know, like fashionism. Fashionist. Fascist. 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 <laughs> I mean, but. Like if for any advantage you can get like any, why not? Like, why not explore these things that aren't that much work to do? It, it is work. Like I have to, okay, I got to like dry clean my suit and make sure right. that I'm dressed a certain way. And and I've largely forgotten about it because my head has been down in just trying to like change myself and deal with the people. Like I don't go out into the world very much anymore. So I've lost that effect, but it even happens with like, driving a certain car like i i forgot about it until i bought an x5m right and it, i like yeah. fucking expensive cars but also uh, this was wildly above my like range yeah. but i was in a place where i could do it at the time so and i got a deal on it so i bought this stupid fucking car you rode it and it's like yeah yeah 750 i had thoughts car. the first time i got it i was like oh shit this has got money yeah right 
It, it, that's what it says. Yeah. Right. And there's like white leather heated everything. It's fucking airbag suspension. It's not like loked out, but I it, also said this dude knows a lot about cars. <laughs> I mean, a, cause those were the conversations, but yeah. like, you could just tell, like, it wasn't like you just bought like the BMW off the showcase. Like there was thought put into for sure. Uh, it, it's styled above that. And yeah, that's, yeah. that's what like, it's I like not... the fact that it was Royal blue underneath. Well, because I got the a, battleship gray wrap. Because I got it wrapped. Yeah, and it I was got a good color. I got I, it I wrapped because like yeah. I don't like blue. Blue right. fucking drives me crazy. And I got such a good deal on that car, like unbelievable. Um, I got it for eighty thousand dollars under market value. That's a decent deal. <laughs> I can't pass that. It's up. pretty much half off. <laughs> yeah, with the sticker <laughs> price that comes on that thing, it's a, it's close. Uh, the The funny part about it is like. That, that's what we would refer to in fashion is something that is not off uh, off the rack. Right. Right. So that's. Oh, yeah. Right. So off the rack clothes, even if they're expensive, you're like, oh, it's off the rack, even if it's like D&G or it's Dior home or something. You're like, there's this like, oh, it's a Tom Ford custom suit. We're talking about something different. We're talking about the designer came and fit it to you. And that's that goes in cars, too. And people recognize that. I forgot what doors that opens to you till we were like. We went to a friend's and I was going to like share the BHB that we're making as it, when it was in test and production and just be like, hey, and this guy owns a bunch of businesses. He's really well off. I just wanted people to like, you know, get in with. And he didn't listen to a fucking thing I said because I was dressed like how I dress and we we're like in his shop. And then he like looked outside when we we're leaving. He goes, oh, shit, is that your car? Oh, I remember you telling me this. And story. I was like, yeah, he's like, oh, man, I want X5M so bad. He has a Panamera. And he was like, I want one of the, can I go look at it? And I like opened it up for him. He was like inside and he reached in and he saw like my Glock in my uh, yeah, console. Yeah, didn't he like giving you something for your He's like, oh, this barrel sucks. Come inside. Outfits the entire fucking gun with like a thousand dollars worth of shit. I'm like, dude, I, I like, I don't need all this stuff. He's like, it's on me. It'll come back. Don't worry. You'll come buy a gun from me later. And I was like, okay. He's like, here, take some t-shirts. And you're like, what the like it, it's just the, the the look of success breeds people who are successful want to be around other successful people. And that really is one of the problems with airing your grievances publicly is it looks desperate. Right. And, 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 and then that brings us back to fashion, which, which is why it doesn't look desperate. It looks thought out. It looks like you, I want to look this way. I have a plan in my head and as stupid as homosexual Hitler youth sounds like, you can tell that it was thought out. You could tell that I was like lo- wanting to look a certain way, even if sometimes I'd wear creepers and weird shit. And since you know y'all are both wearing athletic clothing and clothing that looks like you, you could exercise in it, now I'm wearing pants a- that pretty much are my viewpoint on the human race. <laughs> <laughs> they're stretchy. They're they're virus. Oh, they're, uh, yeah. <laughs> Um, it's time to go. Is it time to? I, I, it's it's. Time. Are we FYFing? Yeah, uh, yeah. I I, I think. Are we you FIFing? Know, there's there's been some movement out there yeah. in the. Oh, I don't, it could be fuck it Friday. Fuck. I don't I'm know not which. Sh- I'm. It's Friday. Are you gonna go and out and feel the vibe? Fuck. I'm mean, gonna you know right. figure out what word goes in between. All right. All right. Fuck Friday. Yeah. Right. Sweet. Cheers. Whatever. <laughs>